Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, yeah. we just watch shouldn't exist in the world. Yeah, just like that. Honest, like, honestly, I enjoyed it. It was a <laughs> groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man intrigued and uh, back to Andrew again. It's a great opportunity to catch up with the old ragtag bunch. Oh boy. Oh brother. Oh boy, your boy's back again. The boys are back in town with the gals. And the gals are with some fellas and everyone's having an interesting time. And this the fourth episode of the second season of And Just Like That. Now you might remember both of us were a little down on the show after the third episode, but if I was to provide voiceover for my relationship to the show at this point, I would say And Just Like That. Guy was back on board. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> it wasn't, and there was a lot going on. Okay, let's cover the main points. Miranda got in a threesome briefly, and then got a cramp and had to get the fuck out of there. She didn't get a cramp; she got a Charlie horse. Oh, well, like someone grabbed her, like by her. I think it's like a dead leg. This is essentially a cramp. No, no, no like a cramp is a cramp comes from within. A Charlie horse comes from outside. Is my understanding. A Charlie horse to me, and I can't do it properly, but it's when someone goes like that. <coughs> so oh, it's you weird think that she, she got that. She got, but I, I just thought she was using it wrong. And she no, I she thought that there was a vigorous movement between Lyle and Shay and uh, someone's like oh, elbow like or knee. It, she copped a stray. So this is almost like a funny bone, like someone hitting a weird joint or something. The funny bone does feel terrible. When yeah. Go, what, how would you it's des- yuck, eh? How would you describe that feeling? Yuck. No, no. Used your, like, describe the actual... It's like a dull electrocution. That's nice. It, for me, it feels like, um, you know, when you used to watch like TV and you'd get the Ant Marathon channel? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is static. like just static. Yeah. yeah. That's what it feels like is happening. Like a pulsing static, static is inside in your body. of my elbow. Yeah. Yuck. I just want to say, before we even get into recapping the events, first of all, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, so good to be back with you. It is. And, and speaking of being back. Yeah. Who's back? Oh, maybe, well, this is part of the episode, actually. So maybe you want to say some other things. Well, I just... Because the, the, we were setting up and the credits were... Steve! Yeah, Steve's back. That felt good. And 
I just want to know honestly, independent of you know you, knowing that I like it and being contrary. Yep. How are you enjoying the show, and how did you enjoy that episode? <laughs> I want you. To, I want you to answer honestly. I, I, I did enjoy that episode. There you go. There were some bits where I would rather have not been watching that show. Yeah. But there were lots of bits I enjoyed. There's an entire storyline about Harry's inability to produce semen, like yeah. to expel semen and, in this. And to be fair, a full arc. It, it um. They handle it pretty well. I guess if you're going to tell that story and you take that as a given, yeah, they have it. They have they like they have Charlotte and Harry have uh, sex, and he does. She's like the kids. The kids are at at camp. He can't come on her tits. Well, he comes, but he doesn't produce anything. And then they go to the doctor. Yeah, and throw a mouthful of like a power bar. The doctor's like like a cliff bar in his mouth. Yeah, it's like you got You've had a retrograde ejaculation. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. It is you funny. Laugh, you laughed. Yeah, it's a funny I term. was logging your laughs. You were yeah. laughing, man. You're, You're logging laughing. my laughs? I'm logging your laughs. You're laughing along. <laughs> I can't stand to watch a show with you that I think we both enjoy. Yeah. And then you get on the mic and you shit on it. <laughs> do you think that happens? No, I just think, I just want you to experience it like I do. Yeah, I understand. Just with an open mind and heart. Gloria Steinem's in this episode. Big cameo from Gloria Steinem. Um, I say, do you know what I say? Mm-hmm. I say it's about them Gloria Tynum. Ty- Ty- <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Almost. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, they get, who's, is it Candace Bushnell? Is that the actor? Yeah, I think that's her name. Or is that Candace Bergen? And, and Candace Bushnell's maybe the woman who wrote the books originally. Oh man, they're so similar. Yeah, I think I think the last thing you said is right. Candace Bergen is who we saw, the actor. Murphy Brown, also famous from... Um, uh, Boston, Boston legal. legal And then I, something else More recently Maybe this No maybe we're First season of this No it was the Sex in the City It was um, Was oh, it which It was one of the movies It's hail I think it was in this Oh it really What's is What's going on here Well Tim You know We're just having a bit of weather from we now sure until the t- from now until the time we die, from time to time you're gonna come across a bit of weather. It is okay. It's just out of nowhere started hailing quite hard. Arguably unprofessional to observe on mic, but yeah. also undeniably intense. It's really coming down out there. Yeah. It, at any rate, so I mean, it, so, this is this episode felt so overstuffed. And to think that it started with the Wexleys and yeah. Charlotte and The Wexleys Runkle. was the storyline I think I liked the best. That was the closest thing we had to just like sit down and watch a sitcom episode. Yeah. Which is, here's a couple that are finally there. Their kids have given them, you know, a bit of leeway. They're out of the house a bit. The, yeah, the kids have gone to camp. I can't believe it's hailing right now. It's nuts. And so they've, they've decided in their infinite wisdom that they're going to... A special guest of this episode? The hail. Yeah, truly. Tony Hale um, <laughs> So They're going to work They're just going to like Catch up on all their Their yeah. projects And Lisa's got to Do some new cuts of her film Because she got accepted Into the Tribeca Film Festival But it's also Their 20th wedding anniversary So they're having a big These are fancy people They're having a big Fancy dinner What's the fella's name? Uh, Herbert Herbert Nice He Has been charged with Getting the sending Invitations out, the out Which is fine Um and so then they're at the big fancy dinner waiting for everyone to arrive. No one's arriving. Oh, man, it's so awkward. Because now we're in a situation where we've got Lisa, Lisa's dad, who is a um, playwright, a writer, 
um, a theatre maker and a guy who founded the Newark Theatre. And who's butted, if I remember correctly, who's historically butted heads with Herbert's mum, who we are familiar with as yes. being that old bitch. Yeah, yeah, that old goat. <laughs> yeah, and a- not with a capital G O A T, the animal. Yeah, and uh, well, actually, there's one other guest worth mentioning. Yeah, which is going to rekindle a storyline that I'm forecasting will last for the entire second half of the season. It's Sydney's handler from Alias. Yeah. And the law professor from Legally Blonde. <laughs> you know him. You, you love him. Do you know his name? No. Who does? But he's playing a guy called Mark, I think, from memory. And he re- he's a gallerist. He's a high-powered gallerist. Charlotte gets excited when she sees him walk in the door. And then it rekindles. He's like, I respect your taste. Yes. And they're sitting together at dinner. There's he no says, one else. are you the person, are you the young lady who discovered such and such and such? And she said, that was me. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. And he said, that's phenomenal. And she yeah. said, I can't believe you remembered that. And he says, I never forget a memorable person, which is a funny line. <laughs> Do you, funny, like... Like stupid? Yeah. Because there were also, there were funny lines. There were funny moments. Yeah. Like independent of like observing from a distance or ironically. Uh, Harry slash Runkle got given a lot to do in this episode and I thought he really brought it. He was great. At the dinner... We've got this guy from Alias slash Legally Blonde. Like, yeah. we've got the Wexleys. We've got the two parents. Fucking Steve's back and Harry and Miranda are all doing family therapy together oh, to yeah. try and navigate through what's happening in the house. The- Which, I, I'm i glad they did that scene because I did not have good clarity on what the sitch was. But apparently they're all still living together. Miranda's just been, like, flying over to LA to hang out they're with not, they're, not, they're not really living together. I think Miranda's they're been... They're all under one roof, though. What's the yeah, deal? Yeah, but the, the setup is clearly temporary. Miranda's been living with Shay. This episode opens on Miranda in bed, and we can just hear this. Rith- oh, wasn't it? All no. Right. Well, it's pretty early scene. No. I see. This is this is how stuffed these episodes are. This is how much <laughs> is happening that you don't even remember how this episode opens. This episode opens with Bobby Lee shitting himself oh, in a cafe. Yeah, that's right, because he got um and Hollandaise then, before noon, and then Candace. Yeah, which is Hollandaise before noon. You'll be in the toilet soon. Holidays afternoon, it's gonna be a boon. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be a bride. <laughs> so Bobby Lee shits himself, and then Candace Bergen walks into frame. Yeah. Anyway, that's Enid. by the by. Yeah. In the world of the show, who is the Vogue? Well, now we recently find out former Vogue yeah. editor that Condé Carrie used to Nest work- gave her the flick. Gave she the even flick. says Condé Nest. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when real world shit gets brought up. It in felt here. real. Kind of, oof. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a, I mean, we're bouncing all over the place. I just That's want, fine. So is this show. No. It's reflective. It's not. The okay. show is clear. I just wanted Sorry. to say this. I wanted to describe a funny moment because I was championing Harry slash Runkle. Yep. They're at the dinner. Herbert Wexley's forgotten to send out the invites. So we've got this guy from Alias and Legally Blonde. Yes. We've got the Wexleys. Yes. We've got the, the, the mum and the dad who don't get along. Yep. We've got um, Charlotte and Harry. Yes. And Charlotte banishes Harry to go sit next to the the mum at yes. the very end of the table. It's yes. like a table set for thirty people. There's only six of them. Like and we so literally many lobsters. Yeah, we watched them carrying around. Like <laughs> one of the beats played for comedy in this episode is like, oh no, there's too much delicious and expensive food for six guests. Yeah. And then they just have the servant the servers walking around. Yeah. With the food. You can turn that evening into something. Like go to a shelter and make some people's night. 
Bring them lobster. Yeah. And I guess... Phenomenal. Yeah. But so Harry's down there and at one point we're like, you know, we've been away doing something else and we come back to the dinner and there's a shot of Harry sitting next to this woman and he's portraying like exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And he's not hiding it from her or anyone at the table. He's doing such a good job of it. He is. He brings the heat. We both laughed. Yeah. Harry's really good in this. Um, It was so good to see Steve. The well, reveal the, for Steve is yeah. that Miranda's in bed and you just hear this rhythmic thump, thump, she's not, thumping. She, well, she's not in bed. Isn't she? Oh, she's getting up. She's sleeping on the couch. This is this Oh, is a why version I, of bed. No, 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 no. And she's this, asleep and on the couch. Well, maybe you take this there. The world, in the world we, of the show, it's important she's sleeping on the couch. Sure. And this is what you were getting at. Where it, it is unresolved, but it's very clear to me that Miranda's just up sticks and left because Brady was on holiday. So she sort of felt no obligation to be t- tethered to her family. She was exploring this new part of her life with Shay, mm. who I just feel convinced the show has to wind up portraying as a villain, but I don't know that they will. So Miranda's back. They kind of are, yeah, flirting with that line right now as a character. Yeah. I think. Anyway. But so Miranda's back in Brooklyn, lying on the couch. Um, Brady's come home from his, he's been heartbroken, obviously. And we hear this rhythmic thumping as you describe. And we think, oh, Brady's on the speed bag. And well, I thought Brady was fucking originally. I was like, this is how Brady fucks? Holy no, this, I smokes. Mean, you know, I've, I have had sex before. I've never heard the rhythm that was being maintained. <laughs> and then we pant and it's just a shirtless Steve ripping the speed. Like Steve spent his time away getting swallowed. He looks swole. good. He he's looks so good. He's put his heartbreak into his body. Fuck, he looks good. And the dude is in hasn't absurd aged, shape. Hasn't aged a day. Not, vi- not visually. His voice yeah. has aged. Yeah. And I, I think either he or the actor is hard of hearing, oh, which yeah. I feel is somewhat interwoven, or maybe it's just information I'm bringing to the show. He's, he's still that. got that, yeah. ra- he's got that Steve Rasp, but there is a, he's got a slightly more aged touch to his voice now. But you wouldn't know it looking at the man no. with his shirt off. Physically, he is in indomitable, indomitable shape. So Steve spent the time getting swole. <laughs> he's like a snowman; you can't take him down. Yeah, Miranda walks past him. And says, we're about to go to therapy. And Steve just, you know, ignores it. As is his want and right. He's up. He's good to go. Yeah. Jump in the shower for six minutes. She opens out the Brady's door. door. He's lying with his... Uh, he's got Apple, the Apple earphone air, The most cancelling headphones. And those are really heavy. I've tried those on. They're really heavy. They're those. really heavy. They're really sometimes expensive. When, sometimes when you try on like a heavy piece of technology, mm. it almost convinces you that it's quality. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I think that's... sort of premium feel. You mean it's too heavy? They're too heavy. It's too heavy, dude. They made them too heavy. Do you know Beats used to put weights in the headphones yeah, for that? Yeah, I did, so that they'd feel like quality. <laughs> it makes me think of Boris the Blade in uh, the movie Snatch, one of the old Guy Ritchie films, where he's pitching a gun to someone who goes, heavy is good, means reliable. And I, like whenever that heavy technology is <laughs> I good. always think that. Anyway, it feels like the show's going to play it for sympathy towards Miranda. And I, I am a Miranda acolyte. You know, through the movies, Miranda was my gal, but... In this world, even though I'm happy for her to be out here getting hers, I could not stomach the idea of her, um, you know, courting or preening for sympathy from either her family or other characters in the world of the show. I was like, I will, this, this, you better not fucking mope. I will say this in defense of almost literally the whole show, but particularly this episode. Miranda has a brief conversation with Carrie where she lays out the situation. I thought, that is what's happening in a good read and well articulated, which is 
listen, we all know the subtext of what's happening. I broke up the family, so I have to take up as little room as possible and I can't complain. I was yeah. like, that is what we're seeing play out. Yeah. That is a like understandable, human, awkward scenario. Like that it felt real and good. And I was like, that one, I'm cool with that one. That you one's like that good. One. That one's good. Yeah. And Miranda, I get it. And Miranda is sort of... Harry uh, dry jizzing. I could take or leave. As a well, storyline, yeah, you you were running hot and cold on the sex stuff because this is this. I mean, not just this episode. This season is um, seriously horny, and it's funny actually. That, I'm good with that. that, that well, is- this is the thing: is they've cased, they've cased ageism, which is a criticism I think would be leveled at this season for spotlighting the sexuality of these characters who are older by Hollywood standards, are very old. Yeah, you know, like as as traditionally portrayed in in media. Yes. And so we're watching probably the horniest season, you know, not treating the the HBO show that was originally featured as, as non-canon, which it is, it's not part of this. This is the horniest I think I've seen either of the movies or this season of the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. And inside of it, through Enid slash Candace Bergen, they've inserted the concept of ageism and given Carrie is almost performing as an audience surrogate and reflecting a certain amount of ageism through the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting. It actually I I agree. It's um it's it's, it's it is reasonably deftly uh tackled. And as we've sort of uh sauntered past or glided over, so Shay returns to New York in this. They've uh, driven cross country with their Lyle. Still, still husband, Lyle. Yeah. And uh We spend a while with Lyle. Carrie walks Miranda over to Shay's new apartment and Shay and Lyle are assembling IKEA furniture and Shay's I mean, I understand that they're horny, but I would also describe them as being rude. Just starts hooking up with, you know, like basically ignores Carrie. Yeah. And Lyle. Yeah. Which, you know, it's whatever. But then uh, Lyle's mixing drinks. Everyone's sort of getting their drink on. Miranda's not. She's an alcoholic. Which Which I forgot. Clean forgot. And she's drinking from a red cup. Yeah. But we can see, uh, we can see her pouring San Pally into it. And so we're watching this. And Tim says, is this going to happen? And I say, is Miranda going to have a drink? And you go, oh, no, I was thinking about a foursome. Because awesome. Carrie's still there. Yeah. And it feels like that's where the show's taking us. Carrie, Carrie withdraws. And then Lyle passes out. There's only one bed. Passed out drunk on the bed. Lyle passes out drunk on the bed. And then uh, Shay and Miranda sort of have to... They don't do the normal thing, which would... And it's it's hard to know how much of this is constructed by Shay to serve their own nefarious purposes but they don't do the normal thing which would be just to carry lyle to the couch well the couch is broken but shay pointedly says this guy's a great sleeper you know yeah and that so guy's not waking up he's taken up half the bed shay and miranda curl into the other part yes. and then shay starts initiating a bit of hanky panky yes and miranda's <laughs> sort of like is this happening and then miranda's going along with it and we're watching and we're waiting because the shot the shot is from the side of the bed. And it's so, like Jaws. We're yeah, waiting yeah, for the yeah. shark to emerge from under the water. We're shark. waiting for Lyle's hand to come over the press. Is it in, in the battlefield? Is it a precipice? It's the yeah over the. I mean the trench. I don't know the precipice. Once more into the no the the. There's a specific word for it. I can't remember. Um, what it. It's about, something like precipice where they like can't poke their head over yeah. the the thing. Waiting for that hand to come over. Shay's got their hand down Miranda's pants. We're just seeing them, but you know behind Shay's body, we have Lyle. And you just see Lyle's head emerging over the left shoulder. Just <laughs> creeping in the frame. And we think, hungover as fuck. My ma'am. 
That feeling when you've been asleep for about an hour and 45 minutes after too many drinks and you wake up in a bed and you're like... Yeah. Not good. He plays it pretty straight. And we've also, in their conversation as a four, Lyle's talking about how Shay pushed the boundaries of their relationship and sort of forced his hand, to an extent it sounds like, to open it up. And, yeah. You know, Sorry I kept yawning. No, that's all right. I woke up at five this morning. Don't sweat it, man. Uh, and so, basically... Lyle gets involved. Miranda hits the brakes. It's like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, do you know what? Let's do I it. need to be open to this. Let's go with this. And it, Which the, is cool. The feeling is, yes, Miranda. Yeah. And then the camera stays for a while. It stays for a bit. And yeah. then, Tim, I think, you know, you say... I'm happy for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to. We don't. I don't need to be here for this. And this, when you certainly said, don't need to be. We're going to spend a while with Lyle, yeah. and then that leads us into the Charlie horse and the sort of fallout. Yeah, yeah. So Miranda sustains some sort of either um, external or internal injury. Do you think is can is hitting, is hitting your funny bone different from um, pins and needles? Is the feeling the same? Well, pins and needles is a lack of like blood circulation, right? The so feeling similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, get, more, I know what you mean though. Numbness, yeah. but yeah. It's something to do with nerves, right? I it's woke like, up this morning. I've been sleeping on my arm. My arm was to- my arm was totally dead. Weirdly, I haven't had it for ages. I, yeah, I used to do that every night. I would wake up and have to like shunt my body forward with my torso and like swing it around, around like to get blood going. Arm, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I but that of, used to be every morning I for me. I kind of like the sensation. Do you? Yeah, it's an interesting way to wake up. It is. It's it's actually quite difficult. Like it would take me a half a minute to get the blood. Enough yeah. in my arm to move it again. It can't be good for you, right? Cutting off your blood no, circulation. Be, it, for... I guess if if you didn't wake up, it wouldn't be good. If Do you it, reckon if we were big strong boys, that wouldn't happen? Like if we had big guns. Do you reckon you, well, guys with big guns don't have that problem? No, I think they get it. They get lots of more blood pumping through. I think it's harder if your arm's too muscly because it's harder to like maneuver. You know, like sometimes we get the arm up around the face. Like you know, like I'll do weird sleeping posies. Okay. I think well, you do that one where you'll reach your hand right over two seventy degrees onto. You know the how episode. I like to go to sleep, don't you? <clears throat> you know how I rest. I don't sleep like this the whole night through, but often sleeping posy. Mm-hmm. Flat back, legs crossed. I have seen you like that, actually, in hotels and stuff. What do you think it's about fucking it? fucking bizarre. You, you look like, like a Dracula. No, Dracula <laughs> doesn't sleep with their legs crossed. Well, it's, well you're weirder than Dracula. No, because Dracula talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, <laughs> by the way. Okay, so there's a character who's in the last episode at the nail salon with Carrie, and she's back, and I I am ecstatic that Dude. she's back. She is vaudeville personified. It's like a, a Paul F. Tompkins improv character come to life. It, she she it's is better than that. Do you know what oh, her name is? What? Bit- it's like Muffin McClay or something. Bitsy Von Mufflin. <laughs> See, this is Did, a, okay, I don't know. Is is is, is Kerry McCleary like international, or is it more it's of a from New Zealand? Zone? But it's pretty big. Okay, so there are two characters. This is a series of children's books about dogs with silly names. Yeah, they all the, live the, in the same neighborhood. The star dog is Harry McCleary from Donaldson's Theory. But we was got it, who was it? They written by uh, Lindley Dodd. Yeah, we've got Schnitzel von Kram with so a very like low tub. What was the name again? And, Bitsy Von Muffling And Muffin McClay So it feels like yeah. Someone's just read the book Join two dog names together And also together. there's a, a Blitz and Maloney Bitsy which, Maloney which Or is, Skinny and Boney Which it feels guess like the, I guess the Bitsy and the Von You know because When you get a V in it uh, Not always But when you get a V in a name It feels kind of exciting Yeah 
Probably not because there's Vanessa's and stuff. Listen, this when you get an X in a name, that feels exciting. Xavier, Zandy, those aren't even really X's. Wexley has an X. Yeah, Xavier, it's got an X. (laughs) It sounds like a Z. Okay, this woman, Dex. Yeah, Dex is a name, isn't it? That exists. Yeah, there's one guy (laughs) doing a lot of a lot of the caring for Dexes. Uh, she's so cool, man. She's so cool. Yeah. She's trying to see it carry up with her ex-boyfriend, who it transpires. I think she's no. I think she's still screwing around with him. Oh right, because isn't it also Enid's current boyfriend? Yeah. So it's so it's, is this guy fucking everyone? Yeah. So Marlon, I feel is a bit of a dirty dog. Marlon, I so, would estimate, is about seventy. Bitsy got a classic car. Keeps haranguing yeah, Carrie nice, Bradshaw with pictures of him and his leaning on his car with Sunny's on. Like a yellow Joe Biden style, yellow like, cashmere sweater. You want to go for a drive? And she's like, "Wrong number, dude. I don't know what this is." And then if, and she's like, "Wrong number, wrong number." And then he texts and he's like. Carrie Bradshaw and she's like I guess it's not a wrong number he's like let me take you out sometime yeah and she's like who the fuck is this guy so, and how do you get my number so here's the this is the great thing about Bitsy Von Muffling so Bitsy Von Muffling her husband has also died uh, and she's more and she's the way she's she, and she says this her theory is to get over someone you've got to get under someone mm-hmm. and she's under this guy Marlon yeah and according to her and her other maybe bereaved friends who are fucking this guy they call him the tripod yeah he's got a big why hug. He's got a big hog. He's got a big hog. He's got a big. He's got a third leg down there. Yeah, I like that she has to explain it. Yeah, she says to Carrie, they call him the human tripod because it's like he has three legs. Like you can leave the second bit out. <laughs> no, we no, no, get it. And so she's. Um, I think she's having a good time with this guy. She knows it's not serious and mm-hmm. is willing to share the love because she saw Carrie so sad at the nail salon. I think she's got a very clear understanding of what her relationship to this guy is. They fuck. Yeah. It. Whereas Edith slash Candace Bergen. Eden. Eden. E- Enid. 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 Okay. Are, is e- Edith and Enid the same name? No. Okay. Because some names are the same. You know that, eh? E-N-I-D. Enid. Edith. E-D-I-T-H. Oh, I know the spelling's different. Okay. I see what you're saying. Energetically. We have had this conversation. They're different. You're in the neighborhood, but they're different. Fair enough. Anyway. I think she believes she's on exclusive terms with this guy. Yeah. So she it's a, it's a pretty, it is a pretty funny reveal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Bitsy Von Muffling's like, no, I'm trying to set you up with this guy. He fucks good. And Carrie's like, I don't know if I want to fuck this guy. And then Gloria Steinem is at the same event and she starts talking. And then Bitsy Von Muffling, who's just got no respect for anything. Like, she's just out for a good time. At one point, Bitsy I want like, you to do an impression of her because I can't. I don't, it, think, I don't think I've got it in me. I think we're going to be seeing more of her. Maybe in the next episode, we'll get one. But she's, at one point, she's, she's sort of a Samantha surrogate turned up. Yeah, to like there's a little bit. bit of, and she's also, um, talking about how good she comes with this guy but she's like but it's not as good as my dead husband used to make me come yeah and then Kara's like wasn't your husband gay and she's like yeah yeah that's why he tried so hard <laughs> it's kind of fucking awesome but then tags it with yeah i guess i've got some unresolved dad issues <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like you rock <laughs> you just want to spend a lot of time with this woman <laughs> yeah, you know and so gloria Steinem gets up to speak at this event which is fundraising for Enid's new newsletter Does she need a million dollars To start a newsletter Yeah she needs a million dollars To start a newsletter (laughs) Vivant Which is for retired women Yeah And um, Gloria Steinem's talking And then Bitsy Von Muffling Just sends A a profile dick pic Of this guy To Karen She opens it And she's like Woof you don't see it for long. It's a pretty good hog. I think if if you truly respect Gloria Steinem the way that we are led to believe Carrie does, yeah. Even if you get a text while she's talking, yeah. And know, she sees it's from Bitsy as well. Yeah, you don't open it. She sees it. She's like her eyes are agog, and then she shuts it down. The day continues. She's trying to get E Enid Enid to um, pump up her new book that she's just released in her newsletter. Carriers, we're talking. Yeah, about. Carriers going to get a lot out. of eyes on it. Enid is resistance. Enid's kind of playing Carrie like a fiddle. Yeah. But that's how you get to be the top of Vogue. I suppose you know? so. But yeah, she's she's been burned by Condé Nast and she's going to treat others like Condé Nast treated her. Yeah. Anyway, we're at the end. Uh, Carrie introduced herself to Gloria Steinem. Gloria gets a bit of, you know, if you get Gloria Steinem on camera, you're going to give her some lines. I mean, this... She this, actually did really well, This I is thought. stuffed. Yeah, yeah, Tony Danza in the last episode. This yeah, fucking a. show is just pumping through the cameos. Yeah, it's true. We got Steve back. We know we got Samantha to look forward to at some point. She's coming at some point. I do want to see Steve have sex in this show. Anyway. Steve and Samantha, will it finally happen? You were so excited about the possibility. They had a dream. There's like, no, there's nothing has been set up to lead us to believe that that's even on the table. But. Oh, maybe not by the show, mm. but I think by our own reckonings over the years. Fuck, man, it'd be so sweet. Boys can dream. Anyhow, it'd kind of be perfect because Steve's sort of been like left on the outside of the circle, yeah. And and Samantha has left the circle. That it's like let's get these two exiles together. Yeah, that'd be so powerful. Well, the see, we, see, we, they sort of they suggest that there's going to be. With I mean, Brady. They've I got a few pots on the boil in this show. Name them. Charlotte's going to get back into the art world. Mm. Todd and Lisa's relationship is about to blow up because she stuck up for him while they were both under fire from their parents being like Herbert. Herbert, yeah. Todd. Oh, her name's Lisa Todd Wexley. Sorry. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Lisa is in Herbert's relationship is about to. She's just put him forward for a job that he was only considering. 
No, he took himself out of running. Do you remember? Yeah. He said, hey, I was considering be- going for control, yeah, city controller. It. I'm not going to do it. It's going to be too much work and it's too stressful and for then you and the kids. When under siege from combined parents, she's like, he's going to do this. Yeah. That's a storyline on the boil. Crazy. Uh, we've got... I'm glad we don't have to deal with Harry not coming anymore. That's wrapped up. We're that done. was very neat. They did that in an episode. Yeah. But yeah, Full Harry art. does some kegels by the end of it. He's coming again, by yeah. the way. So if you're having, if you're having retrograde, retrograde ejaculations... Just hit those kegels. Yeah. But uh, then we've got uh, Miranda and Shay's relationship. Brady, Steve and Miranda's relationship. That's all to be dealt with. We've got Carrie's sort of uh, attempts to move on through grief from Big. She seems fine to me. i got to be honest. I know. Carrie's kind of got nothing going on, eh? Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because... Obviously, the show and she still centers herself. But what's what's J- Carrie's got on the line? What's J- she got on the line right now? Well, she's got such a lack of things that just just quickly, this is where the Enid storyline ends. So, Carrie yeah. and her have been doing a dance through this episode where Carrie's like, "Look, I'd really appreciate it if you. I, I sent you my book so you could do a blurb. You didn't do that. I would really appreciate it if you gave it a shout out on your newsletter." She's like, "Honey, I'm not doing that. If I did that for you, I'd have to do it for everyone." Uh, by the way. I respected the whole conversation. I respected yeah. Carrie asking. I respected the very direct response. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was. It was. It, it was, was well good. handled. It stuff. actually was. Everyone put their cards on the table, yeah. and it was. It was a good thing. Um, so then Enid invites her to this event, which is the launch of Vivant. Vivant. It's a fundraiser. It is, and Carrie's like, okay, so she also. This is the ageism. Carrie's like. I'm not that old. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, this isn't and she's for me. the youngest person in yeah, the room. She's like, I don't need to be there. This isn't for me. And she shows up thinking that it's all about how she people well, think she's old. I'm getting to it. Yeah. So Carrie is. Oh well, maybe I'm not getting to that actually. So G- Carrie is there. I'm just bolstering my own ageism sort of theory inside of the. Sure. No, it is. It's a it's a big through line in this. A yeah. big a big tent pole of the story. Um, Carrie is at the event. She believes. Uh, because Enid wants her to write for the newsletter. And she's like, well, it, she's been talking to Lisa. Lisa's like, honey, listen, this is a transactional relationship. She's your old boss. She's a colleague, not a friend. If you're writing for that newsletter, you get her to do a review of your book and put in the newsletter, yeah, pump up those numbers. Then at the very end of the episode, it transpires. So this is after a very funny thing happens where um, a photo is taken of Carrie and Gloria Steinem and Enid together um, Enid wants to check that the photo's okay because she's been burned in the past. Swiping yeah. around on the phone and whose massive hog comes up? Thanks to Bitsy Von Muffling, we see is it Marlon's, Marlon's hog yeah. reveals. And then, uh, so Enid's like, why is my boyfriend's hog on your phone? Are you guys fucking? She's like, she's like I would never fuck anyone that old. And she's like, so you think I'm old? I'm old? And, and, and oh, actually, maybe this is moments after it's been revealed that Carrie Bradshaw is actually at the event because Big died. Yeah, yeah. She inherited a boatload of money and Enid's just trying to shake her down it's, for yeah. money. Ca- so for like $100,000. Yeah. Carrie's like, um, I've been thinking about this. has been an amazing event. I met Gloria Steinem. I will write for your newsletter. And she's yeah. like, I don't want, I don't you, want you to write. <laughs> I want $100,000. Which Carrie's also like, rules. Yeah, right. And the way she said it, it was actually my shining light. She's like, I don't, wa- I don't want you to write. You, she's like, you got me here because I've got deep pockets? And she's like, yes, due to tragic circumstances, your pockets just got deeper. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Enid rocks. She's a fun character. She always is. She was great in Boston Legal. She's great in Murphy Brown. She's great in this. Candace Burgeon rules, yeah. if that's her name. Pretty sure it is. What's your shining light? We're just about out of time. Oh, man. It was that moment, I think. Uh, but... 
Yeah. No, fuck it. I'm lo- locking that in. Okay. I'm just going to run through a few other high. I, you know, I'm annotating these. Sure. I, I want to. Vociferous note taker. Yeah, I just. That's I'm great. feeling it this time. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah. So we get uh, Enid, woman our ages, SJP, which we talked about because I remember from Six in the City two when they go to Abu Dhabi. Samantha's talking about woman our age. Yes. And Carrie says woman our age shouldn't talk about woman. Well, not our age or whatever. So yeah. I like that they're I like that they're bringing that back in. I would just for the listener because I feel like you went through that very quickly. So Enid says to Carrie in conversation, "Woman our age," yeah. as if they're the same age. That's what I mean by "woman our age" is her. It's like Enid is seventy. Carrie is fifty-five. Yeah, fifteen years. It's a big enough gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You'd be you'd be like not me. Yeah. Uh, Carrie is back in the bad hat game. Reminds me of the <laughs> Hades Underworld veil she wears to the big gay wedding. She's got a hat with three corners on. And, you know, for a long time I was trying to do a bit about my hat, it has three corners, the song, and no one knew what it was. And I, I saw that hat and I was like, you don't know it? No. My hat, it has three corners. Three corners has my hat. If it did not have three corners, it would not be my hat. Give up on the bit. My, it has three corners. It's like one of those. This is like bingo, but for this dumb... For the tri-cornered hat. hat. Well, I think we've me- already got bingo. We don't need anyway. Carrie's bringing that bit back by wearing this three-cornered <laughs> hat. It's a fucking bad hat. Uh, when Charlotte tells everyone that um, Harry can't, Harry's not firing anything out of his cock. Uh, she's like, "It came and it was there was like a ghost come." Carrie says, "Casper uh, the friendly come." Yes, that's a genuinely that's good gear. Like, <laughs> Conversationally, on the fly, if someone slipped that in, you'd be like, that's good gear. Do you know what I liked in that convo as well? Is when that got brought up, uh, Charlotte immediately turned to um, Anthony Anthony, and said, don't you call him that. And it wasn't even him who came up with it. <laughs> yeah. said, don't look at me. I didn't come up with it. Yeah. And then actually you were quite into Anthony's feature in that because at another point he called someone Rachel Maddow. Yeah. And oh, you did note down my last <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got yeah. a laugh out of me. I thought that was pretty good. Steve is still running. Scout. Oh, no. Do you know what that was? It was because Charlotte goes, or oh, Miranda, maybe. Um, Anthony, as the only uh, ejaculator at the table, can you enlighten us? Yeah. As well, Rachel Maddow. Yeah, and I was like, that yeah. is pretty good. That's good, yeah. Uh, Steve is still running Scout, the bar. The bar's on the scene. Did not know that. He says, when they're talking about who's got to move house, he's oh. like, I'll move. I'll find oh, a place yeah. near, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. bar. Uh, you called Lyle. Kmart Aiden. Lyle, yep. Shay's husband. Uh, we're spending a lot of time with him. You see this guy's Kmart Aiden. He's Caden. So I, I think you're not listening. You listen to everything. You're yeah. like a little Alexa. I'm fucking thinking about this stuff. <laughs> Carrie walks out of a foursome. Miranda walks out of a threesome. Shout out to... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Herbert Wexley's... No, Lisa Todd Wexley's dad. Yes. Is toasting at this bizarre sort of six-person and a 30-person table, 20th anniversary dinner. I want to change my shining light to that. There you go. You can, you can well, do the no, light. no, because what I need to figure out, this is going to be so annoying to traipse through the mental pathways to get here, and I need your help. Okay. Okay. So there is a cartoon show about teenagers going through puberty, and that is called... Big Mouth. Big Mouth. In Big Mouth, in season one especially, Duke he goes Ellington. upstairs... Duke Ellington. Yeah. So my... I put to you, He's Guy Alexander Halifax Montgomery, that he all his line deliveries are as Duke In Ellington. The style of Duke Ellington, yeah. And he re- it's the exact this same is like, This is his toast at his. Oh, uh, you're going to let me do it? His daughter and son's 20th anniversary. <laughs> oh, shit. I just realized I'm not black, so I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> I'd like to give a toast 
<laughs> do you want to put some stank on it? Do you want to do this? Because he puts interesting is, emphasis on... I'd like to give a toast to my beautiful daughter, Lisa, and her fantastic film, which I've just been told is at the Tribeca Film Festival. It's it's worth watching just for that. And they also do a very neat bit of um, uh, sort of film comedy, a visual gag, where there is just a, a half-second pause where he says, and to her beautiful, or fantastic, whatever, and it cuts to, um, what's his name again? Her Herbert, husband. Herbert. Herbert. So you think he's about to say husband, because it's yeah. the anniversary dinner. Nah, film. That's right. Good shit. Uh, here's, this is Tim. This is a quote from Tim. Uh, as we watch the threesome start to take seed. Good on Miranda. I don't need, <laughs> good on Miranda. Uh I don't need to watch the whole thing though. And then about five seconds later, oh, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> See you in an episode. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that, they're at it again and they're having such a gay old time. And just like that, they're back. Got Montgomery and Timothy back. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.